We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey folks, and welcome into the Hook'em Hoops podcast, Texas, with a huge win over West Virginia, 94-58, to 58. but they've got an even bigger test coming up on Saturday against Houston. Tommy Yarsh and Jason Kinander here with you. Jason, we'll start going back to that West Virginia game. Um, just an explosion offensively for the Longhorns, 94 points. They held West Virginia to 58. That was the lowest they've given up to a Big 12 opponent this season. Overall thoughts on the game? Complete and utter domination for Texas, Tommy. And they finally needed a game like that where they just dominate for all 40 minutes against a Big 12 opponent. Longhorns came out, hit shots early and often. Dylan DeSue went 5-5 five and five from beyond the arc. In the first half, he finished with 27 points on seven three-pointers made. That's a career high for him. He's really hitting his stride. All five starters were in double figures. And so Texas finally had this game where they spread the ball around. Everyone made open shots. Tyrese Hunter had a little bit of a get-back game with 19 points. Dylan Mitchell had another nice performance with 12 points and eight rebounds. And then Kendall Weaver in double figures for his first time in the starting lineup with 13, 6, and 4. So great all-around effort by Texas, especially against a team that they lost to on the road a little over a month ago. And this is a West Virginia team that has only gotten healthier since that point. That was Patrick Subnick, who scored 20-plus points on Texas in Morgantown. Subnick played 14 minutes and scored five points because Jesse Edwards was back. But Texas looked way more up to the task against Edwards defensively, pulling him to 17 points and nine rebounds is one of the only scoring options on the West Virginia team. That's a plus. So we can sit here all morning and dissect the game but I think that everything went well for Texas. And if they play like that against any opponent, they're going to have a chance to win. What did you think about the game? Yeah, really not too much to dissect just because it was so dominant, like you mentioned. But the two things that stand out to me, uh, I think a positive and a negative, I would say. Okay. Number one, Tyrese Hunter's got his, get, his had a get-back game. We talked about on the last episode now. You know, I feel like he needed one. He needed one really bad in this West Virginia game, and he had one. 19 points in 28 minutes on 8 of 12 shooting. He hit three threes, and he seemed like he was really in rhythm. 
And he's been passing the ball really well. He had seven assists in this game. I believe he had seven in the previous one, too. So it, when he's not scoring, he's at least moving the ball around and getting the ball in the scorer's hands uh, to be able to get into that assist column. One thing that concerns me a little bit about this, Jason, is Texas had four points come off the bench. And now <laughs> that's not necessarily a terrible thing because they won by – I can't do the quick math. They won by a lot. So – it's not necessarily something you, you take and you say, ah, no one cares. Well, you kind of have to care because at some point you're going to need your, your rotation to come and they step should up care. for you. Yeah, they should care. They should I care. More than 25 minutes and only two points. The only other guy to score was Devin Pryor, and that was in his three minutes of time off the bench when the, Ronnie That was, Terry that was the put. dunk with like 30 seconds left. Exactly. So essentially you only really have two points coming off your bench from a guy who struggled in IT Horton. So that's very concerning. And then Kane Shedrick uh, and I, and I mean, no, oh, well, I guess he didn't have the Tony Snell game because he had a, a rebound, a block uh, and a turnover, but five personal fouls in nine minutes, he fouled out of the game and he didn't even play 10 minutes. I mean, that's just incredible. <laughs> I've, I've never me. seen that. I've, I've never, never seen, seen that before either. I, I was I was thinking it was going to be that Tony Snell stat line, Jason, where it was just zero 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 five fouls um, in like twenty minutes, but he did it in nine. So um, that doesn't necessarily stand out to me. I just thought it was funny, uh, but yeah. So Tyrese Hunter gets his groove back, which going into a, a game against Houston is going to be big. They get a long rest as well. Uh, we saw how well Texas played coming out of a rest against Houston the last time. So. They really need the rest this time, I think, Jason, just because Houston not only has been so good throughout the season, but they've been especially good at home. They have yet to lose 13-0. When you look at this game compared to when they played a couple of weeks ago, what's the biggest difference and where do things lie that are you know kind of similar? The biggest difference is where the game's being played. I think that playing that in Houston at the, what's it, the Sintas Center is where they're going to play that. Fertitta, Fertitta Center, Fertitta Center. Fertitta, the Fertitta Center, the Fertitta Center. Yeah, pretty hostile environment. And uh, I'm really excited to see how Texas responds. This is their first, like, huge road game of the year. Like, the closest thing that we had to this was BYU, and I didn't think that they had a chance to win that game, like, even a little bit, because of the issues that were plaguing the team at the time just didn't carry over well to a hostile environment. Now, I feel better about this game. Like, I, I don't think they're going to win, but I, I actually think it's going to be pretty close. Like, Houston has this way of they'll go up 10 really quick in the first half, and then you'll just never get it within 10 at the Fertitta Center. I think that it's going to be a little different on Saturday. I think that Texas is going to be able to pace Houston with some shot making early. You know, all five starters were in double figures against West Virginia, so they should have confidence. Tommy, the big takeaway for me in that West Virginia game, they had 28 assists to West Virginia's six. So not only are they taking care of the ball, they're distributing the ball at their highest rate of the season. That carries over really well into the road, especially after you just gave up 58 points. The defense should be looking good. Like Texas is coming off their best performance of the year with good green lights all around this roster. I think it's going to be a little bit closer, but the key to this one won't be as much about containing the guards because that's that's the obvious game plan. Like Jamal Shedd dropped 25 on you the last game. You better play better defense on him this time around. 
LJ Cryer's probably going to have a better game. He didn't shoot the ball well the last time these two teams played. But I really think that the matchup down low is something that Texas is going to need to zone in on because when they out-rebounded TCU and were the bigger, more physical team on the road, it sort of balanced out that hostile environment and Texas was able to control that game. I'm not saying they're going to be able to do that against Houston on Saturday, but that's the formula to winning the game if they want to take advantage, if they want to take control in a hostile environment. So I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I know that both of us kind of feel the same way about how this game may not be, you know, might not be a realistic game for Texas to win. But I think that, I mean, they don't need to win this game. I mean, their next two road games are against two teams that are combined 27 and 0 at home. So, you know, I think that, I think that we'll need to take the outcomes of these games with a grain of salt. But these are the games, like, if you want to be a championship-level basketball team, you have to win. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Houston, number one in Ken Palm, number one in net. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, undefeated at home. Uh, yes, you hit the nail on the head with what this game is all about. It's going to be about who is the more physical team. And Houston's been the most physical team in the country, not just this year, but I would say last year and probably the year before that, too. So this game, I think, like you mentioned, I think the defense on guys like Shed and Cryer is, is still going to be good. Uh, Kendall Weaver, whoever he's matched up with, I expect you know him to have a solid defensive performance. Probably again. Shed, right? You'd think that after I would think so. How well I would he think so, but Shed. I would think so. But if 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 it's a if it's a deal where it's kind of rolls reversed, like it was in the last game, where you know LJ Cryer is the one with the hot hand this time, and Shed maybe isn't finding his shot, then maybe that's where you switch it up and you put Tyrese Hunter on Shed. And you put Kendall Weaver on on LJ Cryer because I mean LJ Cryer is a firecracker waiting to go off. He can he has his nights where he can go off for twenty plus, but he also has his nights where he can go off for you know six points, and you just never really know what you're going to get. So it kind of depends there. But the good news is you have two guys who can defend uh, pretty well. Tyree Hunter I know has struggled this year, but um, when he needs to step up, he can. And Kendall Weaver's been your best on on ball defender at the guard position all season. Kellen Sampson even said it back when Houston played at the Moody Center. Um, but this this game is going to be one down low, I think, and that that matchup definitely does not favor Texas defensively, um, just because we saw what Jawan Roberts did to them in that first game. Honestly, Jason, I was more impressed with Joseph Tugler than I was with Jawan Roberts, the freshman. He was just extremely good for them down the stretch. Uh, he had that crucial offensive rebound to give Houston another possession at the end of regulation. Or maybe it was overtime. I can't remember exactly. But Dylan Asu and Dylan Mitchell are going are gonna to have to play really well down low in this game if Texas wants to have a shot. And they're going to have to find ways to – be more physical than Roberts, be more physical than Tugler, be more physical than Francis if he comes into the game. So yeah, it, it, it's a it's a tough draw, man. It, it really is a tough draw. And we saw how, you know, kind of night and day Texas was in the first half versus the second against the Cougars the first time they played around. They're just going to need 40 minutes straight of how yeah. they played in that second half of the game if they want to even hang around in this one. Yeah, they can't afford really the first half that they had in this game, the back at the Moody Center, because I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be out of reach. They'll be down twenty plus um before you can even bat an eye. That's just what Houston does to teams. 
I agree with you that Texas has a big mismatch here that doesn't work in their favor on the glass with the big men. Javier Francis was in foul trouble that entire game against Texas. And Texas got, you know, they were very lucky in that regard, even though that, you know, JoJo Tugler had a nice game and um, Juwan Roberts is one of the better big men in the Big 12 conference. LJ Cryer, though, at the guard position, I didn't realize, like, he's been really struggling lately. Single-digit points, three of his last five games, and that's not even including the Texas game. In his last two games, he scored a total of 14 points, and the only game where he shot the ball particularly well was in a game where they got they got killed in Allen Fieldhouse. And so he's not only is he not playing well, but he's not necessarily contributing to winning basketball. I think that, like, unless this is a game where out of nowhere LJ Cryer pops off and he has 28 points, he might. You know, he's that kind of player. He's very good. He's a veteran player. But maybe Texas can take advantage of some guys not playing not playing their best basketball. Like, I don't know, maybe some of the signs of, like, this, this crazy, like, oh, how the heck did Texas beat Houston on the road? I think, like, some of those signs are there. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, like, okay, Texas is coming off their best win of the year. We saw them do things that they hadn't really done in conference play, particularly shoot the ball well from three, defend the three-pointer, even though it was a blowout. He's, you know, probably a little easier said than done, but it was still a blowout. Shoot the ball well from three, defend the three-pointer, protect the ball, and distribute the ball. Things that they hadn't really been doing in conference play, they're finally doing, and they're going to need to do all four of those things if they want to win in this environment. Like, it's a Houston team that, you know, they lost to Kansas. They've had two easier games against Oklahoma State and then a game against Cincinnati that they almost lost on the road. And so Texas has the advantage of being the better rested team. I I don't know. You know, I've got – I've got – I have a funny feeling about this one. I want to say again, I don't think an upset's going to happen because if Texas loses by 20 points, I don't want to claim this. But – I do want to say, like, <laughs> this is a good Texas team. Like, this Texas team is better than they were a month ago. And we should have higher expectations, at least for how they're going to match that first Houston run, at least for how they're going to look in the first half than we did a month ago. Because this is a better version of the Texas team than it was the first time they played Houston. And I expect the box score to reflect that. Not in the form of a win, not in the form of going to overtime again. But at least I'd like for it to be, you know, close in the first half. I I don't know what to expect in the second half of this one, but I feel like the first half Texas is going to come out pretty well because they've been playing pretty good basketball and they're going to be well-rested. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, and I think the the biggest thing too, not only have they gotten better defensively, but they've started turning the ball over less. And obviously Ooh. that's going to win you a lot of games. They only had five turnovers against West Virginia. So that's if great. they're playing more, if they're playing more discipline when it comes to moving the ball around, like when you have that, what, what was it? 28 to five assist to turnover ratio, like they did against West Virginia. Ooh. If you're playing basketball like that, you're going to win a lot of games. It doesn't matter who you play against. Um, so it's good that Texas is moving the ball around like that. And they've been, a much better defensive team than I think either of us thought they would be. Uh, I was not expecting much, if any, defensive improvement. I mean, we talked all all month ago how, you know, Texas is what they is. It, it is, goodness gracious, I, I don't deserve a journalism degree. Texas kind of, you know, they are what they are defensively, and you just got to take it, and you just got to hope they outscore whoever they play. Kind of like – I think of it as like Lincoln Riley's strategy last year at USC where, you know, you've got Caleb Williams who's just trying to put up 56 points and hope that your defense gives up 55. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, it's kind of become less of that. Texas has been able to to play some good defense and, and lock down some guys, and I think Kendall Weaver really deserves a lot of the credit for that. Uh, just because he's come in and he's taken away your your opposing team's best guard and his hustle and his quickness, I think, his lateral quickness, moving side to side, being able to hang with whoever he's guarding is very impressive. And he deserves a lot of credit for that, I think. So another big test like, you know, Jamal Shed, they know what's coming. They have Weaver on film now, whereas, you know, a lot of teams really didn't much going into this season and going into these last couple mm-hmm. of games. So Jamal Shed knows what's coming. LJ Cryer knows what's coming. And that that's what makes this one more difficult for me, uh, especially. And then you add in, you know, the other things that are baked into it with Houston being at home undefeated and LJ Cryer. I know you talked about, you know, maybe this is a game where he only has four. It, it, he kind of reminds me of Max Aismas in a way where, you yeah. know, there are, there are games where he's cold and when he's cold, he's really cold, but when he's hot, he's really hot and it's hard to stop him. So um, I, I think they're very similar in that sense. And I think that this is definitely a game where you consider the home environment, you consider it's a bigger game for them just because it's an in-state rival. You know, they there's a little bit more to it. And, you know, LJ Cryer is a Houston guy. He, was, he went to Morton Ranch out in Katy. So it, it might mean a little bit more to him to play him on their, on their home turf and, and in front of his home crowd. So I, I, I'm with you. I think that this is – you know, I think Houston wins this. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's close though. I think Houston might 
might win big here. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 as we all get ready for the best month of the year, March Madness. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, you can use the bonus code FIELD150 and you will get $150 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's the best part. All you need to do is deposit and bet $5 of your hard-earned money. This is how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using the bonus code FIELD150. That's FIELD150. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $150 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure you use that bonus code FIELD150 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available in one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in Philly or New York, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create a new account in each state. It's easy, it's simple, and it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the conference tournaments and for the NCAA tournament. Bet insurance tokens college hoops odds boost and my personal favorite a nice little parlay boost here and there so download the bet mgm app and sign up today big news guys i am thrilled to announce that we have partnered with autograph a company founded by the goat himself tom brady the autograph fandom app gives you access to the best college hoops content fan contests and exclusive rewards like discounted tickets, all for doing the things that diehard fans like you already do, following your favorite team in the news and listening to podcasts just like this one. When Tom, and yes, I am calling him Tom, we're on a first name basis these days, co-founded Autograph, he had one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. It works like this. You get all of your college hoops content you want in one place. You get articles from your favorite writers, pods from your favorite hosts, contests from your favorite creators, all on the feeds and the sites that you already enjoy. But instead of having to go to all these different places, it all comes to you in one spot, the autograph fandom map. But here's the best part. The more content that you consume, the higher you rank in the app. As you consider the level up in status on the app, you can unlock unique rewards curated exclusively for you. So download the free autograph app in the app store and use the referral code F68, that's F68, or tap in at the link in the description below or in the podcast app of your choosing to start earning points for doing something as normal as listening to this very podcast. I think the line's going to be ugly on this game. I really do think it's going to be like a 10-point line. I mean... Like, I, I wouldn't blame them. It's a, it's a sort of like a you can't, you have to, you, I won't see, like, we won't see it until we believe it. Like, Texas coming out in this great road environment and, and winning a game. I mean, they've done it before, though. Like, they've they've won at Allen Fieldhouse in recent years, and albeit that was during the COVID year. But, like, you know, they this is a program that has won in hostile environments um, not too long ago. And so it wouldn't be like, you know, Boston College going into Cameron Indoor and beating Duke like this is an upset that can't happen you know like I, I can visualizing it here like I can see it can see it happen I'm really excited for these next three games though for Texas you know we're at this point of the season where 
They're going to be in the tournament unless they lose these three, and I'll get to that in a second. But they're going to be in the tournament. Right now, they're about an eight or a nine seed. Like, who wants to be an eight or a nine seed? Seriously. Like, you play a pretty boring first round of the tournament game, and then you play one seed in the second round, and your season's most likely over. Like, I don't think Texas wants to be an eight or a nine seed. Like, the good news with this stretch of games is they're like they're gonna finish these next three games. They're either gonna be like a like a six seed, maybe even a five, if they shock the world and go like two and one, three and zero, um, which won't happen. But uh, like they're they're, they're probably gonna be a six seed or a seven seed at the end of the stretch. They go zero and three, they'll be a ten seed. Like th- this is a good stretch for Texas. They're gonna play their two toughest games of the year at Houston on Saturday, and then the next Saturday they go to Allen Fieldhouse. Like. That's perfect. They're probably going to get kicked in the mouth in one of those games. And it's good for that to happen to a team midway through February because if that happens to you midway through March, it ends your season. And so midway through February is really like the latest that you can kind of give a team a wake-up call like that. Like that's a good way that, that the, this stretch can can affect Texas if they don't win. The thing I'm worried about is they're probably going to lose to Houston. They're almost certainly going to lose to Kansas. That K-State game on Big Monday is – not necessarily a must win, but you really want to have that game because if you lose that game, it's likely a three game losing streak towards the end of conference play. That's going to be fresh in the minds of the committee. You have a really hungry K state team coming into Austin on Monday. They can't afford, probably can't afford one more loss in the regular season on their tournament resume with the head coach and Jerome Tang, who is going to have his guys ready to compete on Monday night in Austin, Texas, even if they're not going to win, they're going to have to show something on Saturday. This is going to have to be a competitive game. Like they can't roll over and die and lose by 25 points and then expect to play this like 40 minute affair against K-State. Like that's just not going to happen. They're going to be screwed if they lose this game by, by a lot. So I think we're going to learn a lot about what's going to happen in the next game based on what happens in this game because this is a Texas team that's very habitual. Usually the way that they play carries over to the next game. And that's why I actually have hope that they might might be able to surprise some people, at least in the first half. They, they're coming off the best game of the season. They have guys who I'm sure are confident. But, Tommy, you know as well as I do, four bench points isn't going to cut it against Houston. Who's your guy to step up? If Texas wins this game, like we know Ace Smith is going to – I always say this. We know Ace Smith is going to play well. We know Dylan DeSue is going to play well. We know Tyrese Hunter is probably going to play well. Who are we going to be talking about on Monday if Texas wins on Saturday? We're going to be talking about Dylan Mitchell. He had a really good Mm -hmm. game against Houston the first time around, and he's been playing, Jason, I would say his best stretch of basketball yet uh, in his career at Texas. Um, Not a devil-devil machine necessarily, but he gets you pretty close, and he's been finding ways to score the ball now, which is very important, and I thought was something that, you know, Kind of earlier in his career, if you saw Dylan Mitchell fill up the stat sheet, you thought it was off of dunks just because that's what we always saw on that on the fast break. And, you know, that, that, that I don't mean that as an insult necessarily, but yeah. he's definitely expanded his offensive arsenal. And that's been huge for Texas. So if he's if he's providing for you on the stat sheet, especially in the rebound column in this game, if he's being physical down low he doesn't have the frame necessarily to be physical but he's the most he's the most athletic guy on the floor at any time so if he's getting you rebounds then you're in solid shape and you know he can he can lead you out on a fast break and and fly high over everyone to to get you two points at the rim so i think if if we're if, if texas wins this game 
It's going to be because Dylan Mitchell has a really good night on the boards and he doesn't have to fill up the stat sheet in the points section either. If he gives you a double double, I think that the Longhorns have a pretty good shot in this game. How about you? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I hesitate saying this because, like, we were literally here, like, 15 minutes ago, like, grinning at the performance or lack thereof that he had on, on last Saturday against West Virginia. But, like, like I just said, they're not going to beat Houston if they have four points off the bench. And my answer to that is Caden Shedrick. Like, he's a one of the older guys on the team. He's played these big games in hospital. Like, this is a guy who played at Cameron Indoor and the Dean Dome as a member of Virginia in these like big ranked matchups, ESPN primetime, like he knows what this environment is going to be like. And like, this is the type of game he came to Texas to play in and he's not going to be starting. He probably has that chip on the, on his shoulder this season that he's probably frustrated that he hasn't been able to shake off of his shoulder because he gets hurt like every other game or in the case of last week, he's in foul trouble. But if Caden Shedrick can be this more of a secret weapon where he's not one of the top guys on the scouting report, because he won't be like we're coming off a game where Texas basically only used five guys and it was a blowout. So Houston knows that they're probably only going to see the same five with Ifiel and Brock switching at times. Like this is the perfect game for Texas to bring Shedrick off the bench. Like if he can get you a quick 10 points, in 15 minutes off the bench like that's asking for a lot but it's literally something that he has done before this season I think that if, like if Texas wins we're gonna be like whoa where did Caden Shedrick come from or whoa where did it feel Horton come from and I'm gonna have to pick Shedrick over Horton because we know what we're getting out of Horton and I still think even though we're midway through February I don't think Caden Shedrick's best game as Longhorn has happened yet I don't know if that game's gonna be this season or next season but it hasn't happened yet I will say this uh, before we go into our prediction segment, Jason, um, you know, we, we joke all the time that, that Rodney Terry watches the podcast. He might, he might, if he does, um, Rodney, or if Kane you're watching, Shedrick. or Ken Shedrick, yeah, Rodney, if you're watching today, please, for the love of God, Make sure that Caden Shedrick goes in the game more than Brock Cunningham. Brock Cunningham has absolutely no business being on the floor for longer than maybe three minutes in this game because there's not one person on Houston's roster that he can out physicize, if that's even a word. Like, he, he is the exact opposite of what you want on the floor in this game. And I mean no disrespect to, to, to Brock in that sense, but, like – just no, just no. There, there's nothing that he's going to bring that unless he somehow finds his three-point shot. His three-point shot hasn't been there all season. But 
He has no business being on the floor. Like Caden Shedrick gives you size, he gives you a better defender, and he gives you a guy who can get you more offense inside. Those are three things that are going to be better against Houston than Brock and, running up and down the floor, fouling every minute and a half. Well, I guess we can't say that about Caden now. And, you know, being a liability being a liability on defense. So Caden Shedrick is much less of a liability on defense than, than Brock Cunningham. And he can probably be a strength for you defensively too. We saw what he can do defensively against Louisville earlier in the season. He just needs a, a, a we talked about this with Tyrese Hunter. He needs a get back game. Here's an opportunity. If he's got the hot hand to, to try and get him into rhythm. Yeah. And I think that K, uh, Kendall Weaver, like exceeding and playing the best basketball that we could have ever imagined him playing is like really de-necessitizing, uh, de-necessitating uh, Brock Cunningham being in the game really at any point. I mean, the things that Brock used to give you where you'd be diving along the floor, like now when he dives on the floor, it's literally a foul on him because he's like diving into players and knocking them over. I like Brock from a culture standpoint. And if he finds a three-point shot, he, again, becomes a valuable part of this team because this is a guy who shot 45% from three at one point. But Kendall Weaver's doing those little things. He's making the hustle plays. He's sort of the guy who you can, you know, plug and play to find on, on really anyone. Like, please put Caden Shedrick in the game, RT. We know you're listening, or we think you're Caden Shedrick has a, a – and, and there might not be a, a, the same volume of shots here, but Caden Shedrick has a better three-point percentage than Brock this season. Caden's at 40, Brock's at 34 and a half. I mean, he's also leading the team in blocks with 1.2. So there's there's your defense. There's your size down low. That's what you need to beat Houston. You don't need Brock Cunningham to beat Houston. Again, I apologize if that came off as harsh, but it's just the truth. Brock Cunningham has no business playing in this game. You know what? We need We need to be harsh because if we're not harsh now, like these are the things that will end the season in the middle of March. Right? Like. Like you call us harsh now, but these are the exact things that hundreds of people will be complaining about on Twitter when Texas loses to nine seed Washington State in the first round. Like, like these are the things that we've been talking about all year, especially in conference play. And to the credit of RT, like most of the things have been corrected. Like we have this inside joke that he listens to the show because everything basically that we have asked him to do. He like does game, game week to week. He does. And so we can't criticize him at all because at least from like, uh, we want you to do this. We want you to make this adjustment. Like he literally does it. Like if we were the head coach, we would be making those calls. So he's not doing any better than we would do if we had the means to be in the position that he's in. And so I, I got to shout out RT there because he's been doing a good job and he's been doing what we've been asking him to do, which is exciting. And I yeah, hope that Rod- we can figure out the right things to ask for as it comes from as we come to March. Yeah, Rodney. In case you need two additional staffers, just to let you know, I'm looking for a job. So uh, I'm sure Jason <laughs> will follow suit. Um, but really, I think. And one last point on this before we get to the prediction, I think that it's it's good to have seen the the Rodney Terry slander kind of quiet down because I think people are realizing that it is, you know, you might not want to be what are they, 18 and six or 16 and eight, excuse me, but that's a whole lot better than being eight and 16. And I think that's what some people expected this team to be like, you know, going into the big 12 conference play. I think Rodney mm-hmm. Terry's done a fantastic job. I think he's quieted a lot of people down. You know, they, they're on the brink of going 500 in big 12 play in the cuff, toughest conference in America in his first season. He doesn't have a roster full of his guys per se, but, 
I think he's done a very good job adjusting to the game. I think he's done a good job adjusting to where Texas has been weak. And, you know, I think I'm not saying that he, he's going to be your long-term guy because we still have a lot to see with that, but he's done a good job. And anything other than that is just, you know, incorrect. I think in my opinion, you know, I always bring up the point who would Texas have hired that would have done a better job with this team. You're not going to find very many people that are, were at least on the market. Got true. Okay, well, yeah, but when it comes to people who are actually on the market, I don't think Scott Drew would 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 be on the market for the Texas job. I think he's he's doing pretty okay at Baylor, considering that's uh, probably the only sport the Baylor the Baylor boosters care about at this point since they're doing so well. Do yeah, they have one player invited to the NFL Combine? <laughs> I just exactly. thought that was pretty. Like you're competing in the Big Twelve and one player. We'll talk more about Baylor as, as Texas goes to play at that brand new arena in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited for that game. So you and I will be at this game against Kansas State on Monday for Texas Student Television. That'll be exciting. Finally get to cover a big Monday game. Um, be a lot of fun. But before then, we have this game against Houston. We're gonna do our predictions. I'm looking at these past uh in conference play, these games that Houston has played on their home court. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting game for Texas. Uh, just running through the outcomes, they beat West Virginia by 44, which Texas literally, like, basically just did. So I'm not, that, that one doesn't really open my eyes very much. But uh, they beat Texas Tech by 23. They beat Kansas State by 22. And they beat Oklahoma State by 16. And so this. <sighs> I'm going to go with Houston by eight. I think it's going to be close, and I think Texas is actually going to lead in the second half. And we're going to be like, wait a minute, like maybe Houston's just not not used to being punched in the mouth at home. But uh, I don't think Texas has it in them to win against the number one net team. Like few teams have this in them. But I don't think that right now they have it in them to beat the number one net and Ken Palm team on their home court. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I'll give them that. How about this? Whatever the line is, if the line is between like seven and 10 or or even above, I think Texas will cover it. Wow. Okay. You're a lot more confident than I am. Um, I, I think this, this will be close throughout, but I think that Houston's a team that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, if they get that 10 point lead, it's probably going to stay at 10 and, and probably only get bigger. Um, so I think Texas hangs around for the most part, you know, they might stay within five maybe three they cut it down they tied the game last time when they were down by double digits i believe so you know they can hang around and play around for for quite some time but i think houston pulls away late in this one and i think that they win this one i i actually predicted this on on our uh our good friends over at college crossfire at their show earlier this week i said houston 68 to 56 i think that's mm-hmm. you know not not an embarrassing loss but a loss big enough where Houston you can say you know Houston really really played well in this game and Texas not necessarily played bad but they had one or two things go wrong to a point where you know you lose by double digits I like that and and hey if they give up 68 points to this Houston team albeit they haven't been shooting the ball well um lately only putting up 70 67 against Cincinnati on the road and 65 against Kansas on the road like you can hold them to 68 points in a loss, like, but you know, we talk about these green flags. Like the green flags will be there. So you've got Texas losing by twelve. I've got Texas losing by seven to ten. I'm gonna go with eight, though. I think that 
Like, I think that this game's going to be close. I think that Texas is going to lose. But I think that, like, they know, like, the roles are as defined as they've ever been at this point of the season. And so, like, we're we're probably not probably not going to have very many surprises other than Caden Shedrick. And so uh, I'm, I'm hoping for a close one. Like, I will be disappointed if Texas succumbs to the first run that Houston puts up because I think that this is a better Texas team than that. Like, this is a tournament team. They need to be able to respond to runs by good basketball teams. And so we'll see if they're capable. We'll see if they're capable. Yeah, they did it in the first game. I I don't see why they wouldn't be able to in this game, considering how well they played against West Virginia. They're rested. It 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 should be it should be a game where they can be able to to take the run. Basketball is exactly that a game of runs. So if you can get past the first one and ride that first wave, you're very well in the game, even if you're down double digits. Well, that'll do it for us. Hope everybody enjoys the game, Texas and Houston. 12 p.m. Central Time, nice noon tip on CBS. Oh, I'm so excited for a nationally televised game with that CBS theme music right as we're coming to March. Should be a good one. Should learn a lot about this Texas team. They play K-State on Monday. We will hopefully talk before then. Tommy, good as always to talk to you. Hope you have a nice weekend. Hope everyone at home enjoys this game. Has a good weekend. We'll talk to you all soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.